Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and today I'm talking with Rebecca Stubbing who is a practitioner and teacher of improvisation, comedy and theatre. Together with a troupe known as Improverished, she's starring in a show during this year's New Zealand International Comedy Festival and another one in the annual Auckland Fringe Festival. In this interview we talk about the show but also how a text from her to me led to a very interesting discussion about violence against women. Rebecca, hello. Hello. I'm really fascinated about the show that you're doing, or actually two shows, uh, one in the Comedy Fest and one in the uh, Fringe Festival, all about Dungeons and Dragons and mythical creatures, and it's all improvised. So let's just get a sense of what those shows are about. So the first one in Comedy Festival has a very, very long name. It's called Can I Get an Underground Location and a Mythical Creature, Uh, which is something that I did to us, I chose that title for better or for worse. Um, so that is, is such a fun show to do. It's um, it, it's just Dungeons and Dragons, but um, completely improvised. So we have a dungeon master in the show uh, who guides the actors through a campaign, like in D anD D, but he's completely making up the location and all the monsters that attack us uh, and the improvised, the other people only get their characters from the audience right at the start of the show uh, and then they have to figure out their character while also fighting the monsters and solving the quest uh, and the whole thing is only an hour-long show and most D&D campaigns are like many months of three-hour sessions so it's like a very compacted uh version of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So have you played Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Yeah. So you, are you an expert at it? I've never played. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. so I don't know. Um, I actually had never played the first time we started working on the format, but I was a very avid listener of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And the part about like I'd never really been interested before because I was like, oh, it's like so much maths and technicality and like the stats and it's like the nerdiest thing you could possibly do and I wasn't super keen. But then this podcast, which is called The Adventure Zone, it totally changed my mind because I was like, this is like the greatest story I've ever heard and it wouldn't have happened that way if it wasn't this like collaborative storytelling. So I guess that kind of reframed it for me as like, not this weird, lame thing that you do where you have imaginary fights in your mum's basement, but this amazing tool for collaborative storytelling, uh, which I think society as a whole is kind of doing that now. Dungeons and Dragons is like more and more popular. Has, has it changed your dealings with the world? Oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah, I am, um, like, not just because it's my job um, now, but definitely doing theatre sports is the best thing that I did at school. Um, undoubtedly I don't like just the amount of confidence of knowing like I've I can I can just make something up I can always figure it out uh it's very very nice everyone should do improv to just get that kind of feeling it's a very good feeling yeah now I was interested to note you uh in your the little bio that you sent to me you were saying that uh the the improv situation in Auckland Tamaki Makoto is changing and you want to help facilitate that change for the better. So I was, I was quite struck by that because I thought, oh, what what is it you're referring to? What what is the change, and and what necessary change do you think is is kind of happening? When I finished school, there wasn't really any um, improv that I thought I could do as like a 18 year old who just finished school because there was the high school program, um, and there were a few like 
professional kind of improv companies. Um, but there was kind of a, a pay wall or a knowledge wall or a knowing people wall to kind of be involved in that. Um, but in the last like five, six years, it's just opened up like crazy. Um, it's amazing. There's um, like the Auckland Improv Festival just finished yesterday or on Saturday, I think, which is the first time that's happened, which like brought all these different groups together and there's all these new events now. And like from when we started, well, from when Improverished was started and we joined it, um, there's so many improv groups now. It's amazing. I can think of like 10 groups in Auckland off the top of my hat, um, off the top of my head, I mean. But before there was like sort of two options that you had to know somebody or you had to pay a lot of money to get involved in, which of course means that people who don't have a lot of money or who don't know those people can't really do improv. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about um, was we had a a text conversation yesterday (laughs) and one of the concerns you raised was meeting me um, on your own because I might have been a murderer. Mm. I'm being a bit flippant there, but you did did actually put that in your text. Please be flippant. So... um, and it raised some really interesting stuff for me because I've, I've been interviewing people for 25 years. I've never encountered that before. I go through the world. I, I don't like particularly labeling myself, but I will. I'm gay, I'm cisgendered, I'm white, and I'm male. So, well, I'm cisgendered, that means <laughs> yeah, male. Um, and so it's very rare for me to feel that I'm unsafe if I go and meet somebody or if I go to a meeting. So it's quite an it, it's a really interesting thing to hear that expression of, or or a desire to be safe. Mm. So I just thought, yeah, let, let's talk about that if you're yeah. comfortable with. Yeah, totally. And so so what what's underpinning that? What's what's going on? On a base level, I think if you're not like a a non cisgender dude, then you might just. It, I was like, it's probably never occurred to uh, Andrew that. You just wouldn't go someplace by yourself. You wouldn't walk to your car by yourself at night. You wouldn't go to town by yourself. Well, I would I would hope you probably aren't going to do that by yourself. Um, just, yeah, you just don't sort of go into an unknown situation by yourself. It's just something that people do, um, which is quite, in a way, it's quite nice. Like, Frankie, I, I texted like, oh, Frankie, can you come with me? And she was immediately like, yes, of course. And I said to Selena, like, oh, I don't want to offend Andrew, but I'm going to send him this text. And she was like, yes, of course you should. So it is quite nice that when you feel that feeling, like other people, like all my women colleagues in the group were like, yes, we're here to support you. We totally understand what you mean. This happens to all of us. Yeah. Have you had experiences, negative experiences yourself with regards to physical violence from men? Um, I haven't been like attacked by a stranger in a park or something, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's a woman alive who hasn't had an experience with mm. men giving her unwanted attention. Um, even on a, even like on the tiniest scale to the larger scale, I think it just happens, happens mm. every day. Yeah. I think it's just not understanding. I think just not having experienced the kind of general low-level anxiety then you just kind of don't sometimes people don't realize the signals that they're sending out or they don't think oh me trying to get my num get this girl's number or something repeatedly when she said no they don't see it as an act of violence maybe or they just don't realize how it feels um yeah I mean I always say that it's like 
people are scared of sharks and sharks never attack humans almost never you don't know anyone who's been attacked by a shark you've seen it on a new on the news but everybody knows someone who's had a negative experience with a man it's constantly everywhere so why should we not be like wary you know so i wanted to ask you that because i i know that it's um with the hashtag me too movement uh, i knew a lot of women friends of mine who who hashtagged that and said yes i have and it was like almost all of the people i knew and that was quite frightening yeah yeah and i mean that's why like as soon as i saw you i was like this is a safe person but on paper it's like you can't tell so now on a lighter note (laughs) (laughs) did we talk about the other one the random generator we did not no so let's briefly just touch on that yeah so yeah segue back into a more pleasant topic um so yeah our second show is well it, it was meant to happen in February, yes. When the Fringe Festival originally was, um, we were meant to be doing Random Fairy Tale Generator, uh, and we did one show, and then we had the lockdown that night. So uh, now we're doing them in May. Um, yeah, um, in the middle of the comedy festival. But yeah, that's a really, it's a really cool show because we'd done, um, we'd done our first show, um, Choose Your Own Adventure, uh, and we'd done Can I Get an Underground Location and a Mythical Creature, uh, and we were trying to think of something that would be similar, like kind of nostalgic and kind of narrative-based, which is kind of our niche at the moment, um, and then that's when we thought of uh, Random Fairy Tale Generator, which is a very cool show for us because a lot of our formats are very heavy on audience participation um which takes a lot of the load off of you uh because the audience rolls a dice so this show is the exact opposite of that so at the start of the show we have this random fairy tale generating machine uh where the audience like spins wheels and picks random numbers and picks things out of hats uh and generates the title of a show uh and then we take that and we do the whole hour without any other input uh from the audience so it's the exact opposite of all the pressures taken off you because you have a dice to roll where you're just making up a story for an hour um with no other information well that's that sounds like fun too um all the best rebecca great to talk to you thank you and i will see you on stage in um a very short while thank you so much that was rebecca stubbing talking about improv theater and the anxiety women feel because of male violence if you want to catch her two shows that are uh, happening may 2021 then just check the links below where you're listening to this interview now i'd like to remind you that i put out regular newsletters about arts entertainment the rainbow communities and a whole lot more you can sign up for those at andrewwhiteside.com forward slash sign hyphen up I'm Andrew Whiteside. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.